Interstate Batteries offers a wide variety of batteries for your everyday needs. Stop into one of their thousands of retail locations and talk with a battery specialist about batteries for your truck, trail cameras, and even those weird batteries for your rangefinder. Interstate Batteries even offers cell phone repair in certain locations. For more information, visit interstatebatteries.com. Interstate Batteries, outrageously dependable. And I love going through your page and like, there's funny stuff, there's inspirational stuff. And then also like, Hey, I might have some success, but look, I'm just like you and everybody else. Yeah. Like I have my struggles too. Yeah, man. So I, I love those qualities. I think ultimately like that's where social media gets kind of its bad rap. It's a highlight reel, right? Like, mm, yeah, I like rolling in and going, this shit sucks. Like it's, yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's not like, mm-hmm. I, I'm going to show you, like, I, I just, I totally, screwed up bad and like mentally where am I at like it's not good and like and you'll you'll get some heat from that but I think that's just we're so conditioned to like everything being a highlight reel and you'll have people that'll say you know you're just looking for attention and whoa waste me stuff but it's it's not it's the full ride man like if you bow hunt you just hunt period like it's a roller coaster and if you're only showing the peaks and skipping the valleys man you're you're missing the ride Welcome to the Range Podcast. I'm Ricky Bruley, and with me is Jake Hollywood Iverson. Join us at the Archery Range, where we'll tell stories from the hunt, discuss technical bow shooting tactics and gear, and pick the brains of some of the most successful people to ever shoot a bow. Whether you're about to shoot that X for the win or send an arrow at a trophy buck, this podcast is for you. The Range Podcast is brought to you by Vapor Trail Archery, makers of the best bowstrings money can buy, originators of limb-driven arrow rest technology, and innovators of stokerized stabilizer systems. Welcome to The Range, everybody. I'm Ricky Bruley, and joining me is always the one and only, soon-to-be homeowner, Hollywood. <laughs> How's it going, man? <laughs> I'm good. How you doing, bud? Pretty good. It's a crazy day. Awesome. Yeah, it's been a pretty wild day trying to get this stuff all going. Uh, thank you all for joining us today. You can also find the video version of this episode on our YouTube channel, uh, the Vapor Trail YouTube channel, so please head on over and subscribe. Today, we have a local hero in the studio, even more so than Hollywood, if you can believe that. Uh, This dude is an all-around outdoor maniac. His content ranges from comedic to inspirational, and yet through all of his success, he remains a very humble man. A combination of qualities that are hard to find these days. but enough about me. Let's welcome Josh Wells to the range, everybody. I'm happy to be here. Thanks, guys. That was a he- hell of an intro. I started to tear up a little bit. This guy's way bigger than I am. He actually kills stuff. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But in all seriousness, seriousness, I don't really think that highly of myself, but I do aspire to be that way. So. <laughs> yeah. So, Josh, how did you get here? I mean... What brought you to where you are? I mean, not exactly Vapor Trail, but maybe right. maybe Vapor Trail. But right. uh, I mean, where are you at, man? Um, I mean, I, I guess background-wise, uh, I mean, it started really young for me. Uh, my grandfather was a veterinarian, so I kind of was lucky enough to grow up on, you know, 30 different farms. And oh, it, was yeah. the, it was sweet. the type where everybody had cattle and livestock and hogs, and you put on a jumpsuit, and, you'd, you know, they make TV shows about that now. Right. That's how I grew, <laughs> that's how I grew up. And... And uh, he was a, a habitat pioneer. He uh, duck hunting and waterfall were 
we're bigger than Christmas in my family and same here yeah and uh so he he uh he was inducted into the Minnesota Waterfall Hall of Fame and I got to do a big speech for a lot of amazing people that have done a lot of amazing stuff for the state um he's won county conservation awards he's made over 100 wetlands like I said he was a he was a pioneer so so for me growing up in that environment like I just took took to hunting and just mm. being out just ultimately being outside and right. i think that's where it all kind of starts yeah and uh yeah and it, it just i i mean i duck hunted with my grandma when i was super little like it just i mean it was just a thing and then i grew up and kind of like uh you know graduated into deer hunting and my uncle's bow hunted and it just kind of like just it really festered it's the only argument my grandpa and i ever got in was he said when you get older you're going to slow down and I and I hope he's watching going god damn it <laughs> no, <laughs> not yet you, you were wrong so <laughs> and it just kind of like um you know ultimately I was given the opportunity to explore my interests and have that freedom mm-hmm. and I just ran with this whole thing and I mm-hmm. love it and I, I I ultimately I can't do it enough yeah know? I can right. come back from a trip and people are like well you take a few days or a week and it's I'm grabbing my stuff and leaving for the next thing <laughs> right just, yeah. I just yeah, and and you had, you had brought something up earlier about balance, and that's ultimately what it is. Is mm-hmm. you got to find out what your balance is. But yeah, and then I started doing. Uh, uh, I actually went to school and I got a degree in in like uh, graphic design. So it was visual communications, where I was editing and doing graphics and photography and stuff like that. And uh, ultimately, this was a way to put the two of them together. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I started kind of my own my own platform, which is now Wells Outdoor Journal. And it's just a way that I can show photographs. I really enjoy writing. Mm-hmm. And uh, through that, over the years, I've done it for a long time and done some videos on YouTube and made a lot of connections, and which ultimately has put me in this seat. So yeah. I'm super grateful for all the different uh, platforms and, and things that we have access to now. Yeah. yeah the, it, the interweb's pretty amazing. Dude. Yeah, like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, for sure. As much as we want to get away from it. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. It yeah. still has it, its place. Yeah, right? ultimately, so. if you use it for what it's, you know, the positiveness, what it's used for. Yeah, it's, right. it's an amazing tool. Mm-hmm. Like, and not even just a tool, just a way to stay connected and meet new people. And like yeah. I said, net, networking is absolutely everything now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. for sure. You have so much packed in there. Um, Wells Outdoor Journal. Uh, yeah. I mean, how, how long ago, uh, when did you start that? When did that? I really... want to say I originally started that in 2007. Wow. Okay. And, it, and that just kind of came through, uh, again, people that I met and they just, I'm pretty animated and, mm-hmm. uh, I tell a lot of stories <laughs> and they're like, you need to write these. And that's kind of when blogs were getting to be big. Yeah. And I kind of started a blog mm-hmm. and, uh, it just slowly turned into this and that. And I, I really liked photography and taking pictures. Well, then I started doing a little filming. I had an old, like one shot that did you know, HD footage. So I started filming stuff and I was putting it on YouTube and, and, uh, that really, that, a lot of that stuff, like my early stuff really blew up. And then, you know, it kind of transformed into, it, it was ultimate, what transpired back into that was, it was the Minnesota Outdoor Journal, but I just do so much stuff. I've, you know, like I said, I, from this circle to made my circle bigger mm-hmm. and now I'm venturing out and I'm doing a ton of stuff outside of Minnesota. So that's kind of right. why I decided to somewhat kind of rebrand it to Wells Outdoor mm-hmm. Journal. Okay. Yeah. I've been following it. Um, you know, right when we, we talked a little bit earlier about this, but right when we were talking about doing uh, the podcast, one of our employees had mentioned you cause you Mm -hmm. shoot some of our products too. And so then I was just like, man, I can't believe I've never seen or heard and just, and I love going through your page and like, there's funny stuff. There's like I said, in the intro inspirational stuff, 
Um, and then also like, you know, Hey, I might have some success, but look, I'm just like you and everybody else. Like I have my struggles too. Yeah, man. So I I, love those qualities. I think ultimately like that's where a lot of people lack is that's where social media gets kind of its bad rap. It's a highlight reel, right? Like, Mm, yeah, I like rolling in and going, this shit sucks. Like it's it's like, it's not like Mm -hmm. I'm going to show you, like I, I just, I totally screwed up bad and like mm-hmm. mentally where am I at like it's not good and like and you'll, you'll get some heat from that but I think that's just we're so conditioned to like everything being a highlight reel yeah and you'll have people that'll say you know oh, you're just looking for attention and whoa waste me stuff but it's it's not it's the full ride man yeah. like if you bow hunt you just hunt period like it's a roller coaster and if you're only showing the peaks and skipping the valleys man you're you're missing the ride yeah 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 yeah, for sure. And I, you know, I think like when you, when you say that, um, it's to me, I think there's a, it adds a genuineness to a, to a person. Right. Yeah. But again, you still have all those individuals that, you know, they're going to find a way to razz you or whatever it may be. Yeah. Uh, and, but then, so I'm like playing through like a bunch of the reels that I watched of yours today. And one of them kind of struck me and I was just <laughs> like, Oh man. Cause you go, no, I don't want to guess the score of yeah, your deer. Yeah. And I was like, shoot, I recently just did a post like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which again, uh, doesn't, you know, it doesn't make me like, oh, I got to delete it or yeah, take yeah. it off, no, whatever. No, no, no. But it, it, it's funny because I looked at, I thought about that and I was like, yeah, yeah. I posted that, me and everybody else, you know, there's nothing unique about it, but still yeah. trying to, trying to find ways to get people to engage with yeah, you is yeah. so hard. Yeah. And even, even in that, it's like, you know, maybe I might get 2% engagement even with something like that. So I'm just like, what do you do? It's sometimes it's just stepping in and saying something that like everybody wants to say, but they're just not saying it. And and a lot of people will just kind of go, Ooh, I'm not, I don't want to like put my name on that or whatever. Hell yeah. You know what I mean? So it's (laughs) like a lot of the times when you don't get a lot of interaction, like the, the amount of people that are really sitting back, you know, and looking at it going, that kind of smirk and stuff like it's astronomical yeah you know? oh yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah there's uh, you could just roll like me like i almost always stay off of the social yeah. media like i check it just because i'm like yeah i don't know we're yeah we've got vendors and dealers and everything yep. so i kind of just keep an eye on what they're doing yep. um check for the support but like uh when i support or when i finally post um i think instagram just gives me a boost because like yep. oh that guy's still alive so so yeah I, I have uh greater respect for those yeah. guys though that are posting like you know like matt singer and yourself yeah. you know both of you guys will say you know i didn't get them this time or yep. something like that and it's like yep. you know that's the true oh you yeah. know valleys of hunting like you're saying and mm-hmm. then all of this work we put yeah. in then I, you know sure you can post that too yeah. but like as long as you're transparent show it and you have a stage you know show everyone that you're just for as sure. normal as yeah. us i guess mm-hmm. i did a uh i call it the trilogy of me shooting a, a bear with a longbow it took me three years and you know i mean oh. i hit animals i didn't recover and i i showed everything all of it like mm-hmm. and i took some major heat you know but it's like oh, yeah. i'm not gonna not show you this yeah. like yeah. because ultimately like that's the build-up right like the only reason something is just like euphorically cosmic just like when you when you get there like mm-hmm. it's just like 
that's because that buildup was so great. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. that journey and that grind and like all oh, this bad crap, like without all that, this isn't going to be that great. If you roll into there, your second evening, you shoot the thing. Don't get me wrong. You're still going to be out of your skin. Mm -hmm. But when you have a three year buildup to something and you're yeah. standing over it and it finally came to fruition and there it is like, yeah. dude, like you said, that's cosmic, man. Like, yeah, sure. it's huge. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it's like, I'm not going to show you like that to me, that's good content. So like mm -hmm. when yeah. we do finally get to that moment, like, you were with for all this and it's like, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean, I think all of your people that are following you are that much more excited for you too. Yeah. yeah and it's like it, really when it's just highlight reel, highlight reel, highlight reel, it gets kind of almost, you get desensitized cause yep. it's not reality. Mm -hmm. You know, when you see this guy, that's like, wow, this guy, you know, like he went through a little sucky deal here. Like that sucks. Like, mm -hmm. yeah. you know, I think a lot of people can relate to mm -hmm. that. Like, yeah, right. Yeah. Like, why is a song good? It's because it like ultimately a song that takes off so big is because it's so relatable. Yeah. Like I feel like you right. wrote that about me kind mm -hmm. of thing, you know? Mm -hmm. And when you can watch something and some guys like really struggling, you know, and I mean, most people in, in the hunting world, especially archery can really relate to that. Oh yeah. 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 <laughs> I was look, just going to say Look at, that. look at the success rates, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not that great. Yeah. I was just going to say, if you haven't been bow hunting for, you know, longer than six months, I mean, you've definitely wounded or been in that spot oh, yeah. where you missed it. Oh, yeah. And if you haven't, I mean, you're just incredibly lucky. Your time's oh, yeah. coming. Absolutely. You know, it's happened to all Absolutely. of us. So yeah. Yep. Yeah. To go back to what you're talking about, about, you know, some of the, just the things that you go through on a daily basis, uh, in, you know, in the wilderness or whatever. Yeah. And like, like the, the reel that you did, uh, where it was like November in in the eighties and you're walking through, I don't know what you had, your, your pants rolled up to your knees and you're in, uh, waiter boots and you're just oh like, what yeah the heck? yeah that yeah that yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. just yeah, things that like that the, this last you know, fall yeah like you're like this is ridiculous like what's going on you know simple things like that yeah and that in that particular hunt like i i saved that block for like that farm like mm -hmm. you know like whitetail prime time like i saved that block of time that which are my magic dates mm -hmm. and then you know you wait all year for that for that like literally a week or not even and it's you know 85 degrees and you're like come on dude. yeah like yeah. you yeah. know like give me a break yeah, yeah. it's like wow that's happened to me in the dakotas before too like mid-october <laughs> and i'm you know in the you know during the day i'm trying to you know get into position or get somewhere and it's like you you have to seek shade oh, because yeah. if i don't oh, i'm yeah. gonna literally shrivel up and oh, die yeah. Yeah. it is <laughs> yep. so hot the sun yeah. is just cooking me another one of the videos where if i hadn't seen some of your content already i may may not have guessed it but the uh the tip that you gave on how to get the the burrs off of your clothes oh yeah you like and, that and it as, works every time yeah it will, it will never not work yeah and sure. I'll, I'll let people go and and look at yeah. it i won't give it away yeah. but i'll just say this uh so as I'm watching it, I'm thinking, okay, I know where this is going. And then you took it up a level. <laughs> so, so he'll always surprise you. So it's good content. So definitely go check out some of his stuff. It's a riot. Uh, is that on the Instagram? Uh, I think I saw it on Facebook. Facebook? Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. So, um, but yeah, dude, you, I mean, you're in everything. You're, you're fishing, you're, uh, yeah. you're hunting. Of course you're Minnesota. You got to do some ice fishing, of yep. course. Right. And, yep. uh, taxidermy uh, yeah. just a diy guy yeah you do so much uh stuff on your own which is really cool because i love doing all that kind of stuff yeah. too i try to do as much as i can and then i you know sometimes it just takes me one time to go okay i'm gonna have the professionals do this yeah. but yeah. we were talking earlier about 
what you're doing to your longbow most recently. Oh yeah. Can you tell that story? Yeah. So I was uh, guiding some bear hunts in West Idaho and there's rattlesnakes all over the place and you, you can harvest them and uh, they're on the roads and, you know, and it's a actual functioning ranch with cattle. So we dispatch them and uh, I would save them and, uh, you know, I, I just guess I'm kind of, I don't like, I try to find some cool way to use everything or mm-hmm. save stuff. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, and I've got a, a longbow that I, I use currently, and I'm just going to be backing it with the snakeskin. So it's it's a, my first time doing it, and it's, like I said, it was, a, it was a learning curve, but I'm excited to do it again because it's not perfect, um, but I learned a lot in the process. And, I mean, it still turned out really awesome. I mm-hmm. think the people, once I show it complete, like, they'll be pretty yeah. pretty pumped about it. So, yeah, yeah, it was super fun, like, stuff like that. Just kind of like, I don't know, making your own stuff unique and, mm-hmm. you know, pers- a little personable. It makes the journey a little bit cooler, you mm-hmm. know. Yeah. Yeah, that's – it's pretty sweet. I, I uh, When I first really learned about you – was through a, a hunting partner. You yeah. might know him, Sam. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, he's always, you know, turkey season. So my scope for you was just like, oh, this guy's just like a turkey guy. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. then I find yeah, out you're sure. like doing everything. Yeah. But, you know, it was like two or three years ago when we were in the blind. He's like, oh, Josh John Wells, he just killed a bird or something. Like, it's just <laughs> like, he's like, you got to watch him. You got to follow him. You got to see what he's doing. And then uh, lo and behold, I finally killed my bird uh, last year. And he's like, I'll take care of the fan. I'll take care of the fan. Yeah, yeah. I didn't see it forever. Yeah. And I'm like, what did he do with it? I didn't really totally care. Like yeah. the memory was there. So I'm like, yeah. cool. Mm-hmm. I know he's got it. I can go pick it up whenever from him. And then all of a sudden he's like, your fan's done. I'm like, yeah. what do you mean? It's done. <laughs> so yeah, he surprised me with yeah. uh, Josh's work and it's, it's pretty stellar. Mm-hmm. It's awesome. I mean, I can't wait to have it in my house. I'll probably tear it out of here when I get our house, yeah. but yeah, <laughs> it's, it's sure. an awesome fan to have in the shop. It's sweet. You know, knowing that, you're a hunter and fisher and guide and everything yeah. else. And you're doing taxidermy somehow. I mean, how, how do you fit all that? in? I mean, it's everything is like, it's pretty, it's all pretty seasonal. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like this block of time is this, this block of time is this, and this block of time is this. So it's, it doesn't overlap too much in the, the Turkey fans is I, I just really love, enjoy it, enjoy doing it. And it's another way to kind of express creativity, mm-hmm. uh, in, into something that I enjoy. And to me, it's like when I walk in and anywhere in anybody's home that they have a piece of art that I did, it's mm-hmm. like, that's the highest honor to yeah. f- for me mm-hmm. a- as a creative person. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, it, like in that sense, it's a, it's a, it's a win-win because I mean, you know, it's just a little side hustle for me that helps me pay for fuel and, and right. some gas and, or, uh, some tags and, and whatnot, you know? So, yeah, I really enjoy that. And I, and I, and again, too, like I really love turkeys and to me, it's like just a super honorable display when you can make them look as beautiful as mm-hmm. you can and other people enjoy it. I just right. think that's the ultimate. Yeah. Having it here in the pro shop, there's a lot of people that stop like, sorry, Rick. I mean, you've got your fans up there, but then I've got that one and everyone just like stops <laughs> and they're like staring at it and looking at it and they're like, where'd you get the fan? I'm like, Oh, well, I might know the guy that did it. So <laughs> yeah. like, if you ever kill one, hit yeah, him up. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And when he brought it in, I was, I was like looking at it. I was like, oh, see, so, you know, I really like the way that he did this. And I, mm-hmm. so now I want to change mine to be a little bit more like that. But no, I think it looks really good. You did yeah, a great job. It, and so I, I like how you got the beads on there and, and yeah. the way that you put the spurs on. It yeah. looks really awesome. Yeah. yeah. You did a really good it's job. It's funny too. Cause like when I found out that you did it, yeah. like Sam finally texted me, said that you did it. I was like, oh, cool. And like still kind of unknowing. Yeah, yeah. I talked to the guy out back that follows you yeah. quitty, uh, or pretty heavily. Um, 
And he's like, no way, Josh did yours? And I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah oh, yeah. <laughs> I brought it in. He's like, dude, that thing's so sweet. So yeah. he's pretty pumped. Yeah. But, yeah, it's, it's awesome. The amount of support that you seem to have, yeah. that's just like, it's, yeah, it's awesome. is it growing pretty big right yeah, now, too? It yeah, it's I just mean, like a, it just uh, kind of never really stops. And the more I get into different things, and, it, and just kind of with everything else, too, it's you have a niche you know, uh, right. audience, but it, yeah, it just, it keeps growing. Um, again, too, there's a lot of people that, you know, it's amazing how many people will watch your stuff and you don't, you don't even realize that like I can be in shields or something and somebody mm-hmm. will stop you. And I've been at, you know, ice fishing and people recognize you and, mm-hmm. you know, it's, uh, it, you know, and, and, and it's things that you never, what it's just, you know, I'm just an ordinary dude from Southern Minnesota. Do, mm-hmm. You know right. what I mean? Like, and I, mm-hmm. I, I mean, I guess I think we're, where I kind of come in that's a little bit different and unique is like I can say that I've kind of been on both ends of the spectrum where, you know, I had the, you know, the life that, you know, you, you think you're supposed to live through society where, you know, you get the, you get the good job with the good benefits, you have the long-term relationship and you, you know, you, you have that thing. And I did that, man. I did that for a long time at a great union job and, and, uh, I just was like, I just, I always have like a really hot burning internal belly fire, right? Like Mm -hmm. even when like I get super swamped with routine and and I just was not happy, dude. Like Mm -hmm. my relationship was super, you know, complacent and just, I mean, I guess that's probably the best word for, for where my life was at, just complacent, you know? Mm -hmm. And I had built the journal and all this stuff through that time, but there was, you know, a 12 year chunk where I owned my own house, lived in it myself. Like again, you know, long-term relationship, all this stuff. And it's like, uh, it was just like, you know, there's got to be more, you know, right. I just had that, like, there's just so, there's so many things that I want to do that I know I'm not going to be able to do if I keep this cycle up. Yeah. Hollywood here. Vapor Trail Pro Shop is a one-stop shop for all of your archery needs. New for the 2023 archery season is our brand new online arrow customizer. Build your victory or eastern arrows with multiple vein options, configurations, and custom arrow wraps in a large array of designs and colors. Spine indexing and expedited build options are also available so you can get back out in the field and flinging in style. Check out the Vapor Trail Arrow Customizer at www.vaportrailarchery.com forward slash arrow customizer. Well, and it's amazing how fast, like, your life can change. And mm-hmm. it's like, you know, I lost, you know, I, I I left that job. The job I left for didn't turn out to be what it was. My long-term relationship ended. Uh, my, my old man was killed in a car accident. I mean, just oh, some man. really heavy, substantial no stuff right. within probably a year and a half, two-year period. And it's like Jeez. my life completely – and it's funny you brought up Deb. And, and uh, it was – I kind of got locked into my house during, a, you know, the other recession before this. And, uh, 12 years went by like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, 12 yeah. years, it was literally, it went by like that 12 years. And, uh, I just kind of kept doing what I was doing. And that's where I started doing, uh, helping a taxidermist out. And, uh, I had kind of kept my house and I, I just eventually got to the point where I'm like, let's sell this house. Like I sold my, literally I sold my house to do this and paid off all my debt. And, you know, I just kind of in the off season, uh, home base, I stay with family and, uh, four months out of the year, I'm, most of that time in the fall I'm living out of the back of my truck and and now I'm doing more guiding and things like that where I'm not home and and I am doing some you know uh I don't know what kind of, what you want to call it <laughs> regular work yeah, you know yeah, out, out of state and stuff like that so yeah. it's like it, it's amazing how you can go from this to this and and 
you know, I think that's where I'm a little bit different where is I'm fortunate enough and now in this position to say that I'm fortunate to go through that and to look mm -hmm. at this and go, I've been here and I'm here, you know, and there's, there's good and bad to both of them, you know, but the, you, and you have a lot of people that will say, you know, God, you're living the dream and all this stuff. And, <laughs> and, and ultimately like there's so much sacrifice, man. Oh, yeah. Like, mm -hmm. you know, I'm not married. I don't have any kids. And a lot of that's cause I do a lot of what I do, you yeah. know, and that's mm -hmm. uh, super hard relationship wise. And, right. and, uh, having a big, beautiful house. Like, I mean, I get it. Like I love all that stuff too, but it's, you know, it's, mm -hmm. it's, it, it all comes down to the, to the sacrifice and, and it boils down to your, your, uh, level of, of balance. Yeah. I've, yeah. I've got yeah. a really like out of whack balance. Like yeah. It's, yeah. it's up there. <laughs> yeah. And it, I mean, it's good though. I mean, you know, you're going a direction that you want to go yeah. and, you're, and you're, you're grabbing it. You got goals and you're setting them and you're reaching them. I'm guessing. Yeah. Uh, and, and again, like you said, I think as we, as we get a little bit older, you know, I'm, I'm less concerned about making more money i'm yeah. more concerned about having more time absolutely and not only just having more time yep. but again like you said i i would if if i could sell my house tomorrow and like buy an rv and yeah yeah buy 40 acres and yep. go do that for a little while yep. totally do it it's yep. just not feasible right yep. now two and a half yep. year old so we just yeah. can't do it but yeah. again you just start to kind of go through those some of those things have less importance yeah and it's hard to i'm trying to uh, my wife has a, a 19 year old daughter and she's got a really good head on her shoulders and she's really kind of figuring things out. She's not really just trying to go right to the college sure, path and sure. do all that. She's trying to kind of figure things out. She's actually looking at buying a home and, and investing in real estate, which mm -hmm. blows my mind for a 19 Jeez, year old. That was yeah. far from yeah. any thought yeah. I ever even <laughs> yeah, had yeah, yeah. at 19. Yeah. But the thing, you know, and again, so it's just trying to, you know, if I could have told myself those things when I was that age or, or whatever. And again, I have no regrets about yep, what, about the path of my life. Cause I'm yep. super happy. I'm super yep. um, content with where I'm at. Yep. And, um, well, I guess it, I, I don't want to say content. I'm, I'm ecstatic about yep. life. Yep. Uh, and especially just the opportunities that we get to spend in the outdoors. And, and this podcast has just been awesome. Just, you know, connecting with new people yeah, and this whole environment is just really cool it, it it's it has its moments where it's like i'm in the midst of editing and i'm just like oh my gosh and i got a deadline and we got to do yep. this and then i got to hassle hollywood and he's busy and i'm like yep. hey dude i need you and, and he's like oh, i'm so busy and yeah <laughs> only got so, 30 things going on but that's what it is it's that fire in your belly it like is, you said man. it's just non-stop and to go back to what you were talking about being creative uh you know, I'm a graphic designer by trade as well. And that's what got me to this point. And one of my favorite parts about this is the writing. Yeah. I've always kind of liked to write, but I just never, never really felt like I was very good at it. Yeah. And then, you know, when it comes to the social media thing, it was like, it would, it would be hard for me to make a post because I would sit there forever and try to type yep. the perfect yep, yep. caption. And then I would never end up posting it. And then, it, so I just end up wasting a yep. ton of time. Right. And so, um, this kind of helps me feed that outlet yeah. a little bit. And yeah. it's, I don't know, it's just awesome. It's like yeah. the opposite of ears. It's like whenever, like you got your post, that's like a paragraph, like a Levi Morgan, like, you know, all these opportunities, yeah. all this, all this. And mm -hmm. then ears, like for a while, there's just like a deer. Mm -hmm. Like, when he's successful, <laughs> yeah. like yeah. you know, it's just like, that's kind of how I am too. It's just like, yeah. you know, I, I feel like sometimes like I don't have the creative mindset like you yeah. guys do at all. I'm just, I can hold a bow and I shoot it. Okay. I do yeah. all right. But mm -hmm. yeah, it's just like, I'm just plain and simple, just like here it is. 
here's my stuff. Yeah. I've, I've got the perfectionist issue. And so I've had that too. Like when I first post the, posted the picture of my Boone and Crockett whitetail, it was just real simple. Cause I, I would have, it would have taken me years to post mm. that. I, it was just like, thank you to everybody who was involved yeah. in this. Yeah. You know who you are. Yeah. Hashtag. Yeah. Huge ass deer in my life. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think, I think a big thing too, that's like wrapped up around, all of like the community hunting communities. Like I feel like a lot of guys like look in from the outside and they're like, you know, I want to do that. Like they've got their nine to five yeah. and then they're like, I really want to do that. I really want to do that. And we've said it before on the podcast. Like we work in the archery industry, but we're not like hunting all the time. I yep. mean, I, everyone yep. can do it. Just yep. put in the money toward yeah, the tags, exactly. you know, yep. and take the time off. But yep. it's really like, you don't have all that much time, you know, you're yep. yourself, you're, you're busy, yep. you're jumping, you know, state to state doing this and that. Yep. It's like, it's cool. But yep. like you said, there's the sacrifices behind it's it, so you much, know, yeah. that, and that can be just money or it yep. can be family. And you look at some of these big hunters, like even Jason was saying last week, it's like, he's got two kids, yep. you know, he barely sees them for part of the fall. Yep. You know, it's like, you mm-hmm. got to really understand there's yep. more to the, just like being able to run up this mountain yep. and post a picture yep. like, Hey, look at me, I'm yep. hunting and yep. you know, cross country doing this shoot or yep. that shoots like, man, there's, yep. there's a lot there. And like I ran into Sawyer last night and he's going to be going to Ireland and that he's a target archer. So he's sure. always traveling. Yeah. And especially during the summer. And like, I didn't even think about it cause he's got a girlfriend. I'm like, okay, well that could be like myself and my wife mm-hmm. and you, yep. you see each other for a month, maybe or less yep. at a time. Then you're gone yep. again. Like, yeah. it's crazy. There's a huge balance in this industry. Yeah. And so you, when you say Sawyer, you're talking about Sawyer Sullivan. Sawyer, Sawyer Sullivan. Yeah. He's yep. a local kid. Um, really good target shooter. Yeah. Phenomenal target one of, shooter. One of the best. Yeah. Yeah. Just for the listeners so they know who you're talking about. Just wanted yeah. to drop that. You know what I mean? Give <laughs> yeah. me a little more street little more. cred. Yeah. 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 It's not just <laughs> Sawyer. I mean, <laughs> he's probably sick of it. I mean, he's one of the top in the U.S. right now. Mm-hmm. He's on Team USA, so. If you guys want to check him out. <laughs> I think a, I think a part to like touch on like what you were just saying is a lot of people like, you know, the whole like you're living the dream and I wish I could do that more. Da, da, da. Like what I think what would be really helpful for a lot of people is if they were just completely like raw, honest with themselves and said, what what do I want out of this? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, like what what do I want out of it? And then just kind of go for that. Um, I, I've learned a lot like just being in the back of my truck, living in the back of my truck has taught me a lot and I don't do it. Like, and I think people mistake it. They think like I enjoy it. I don't <laughs> yeah. like if I could, if I could afford a hotel room with a hot tub and a hot mm-hmm. shower and a toilet yeah. everywhere I went, I yeah. would do it. Yeah. But it, that's what a, affords me to be able to do a lot of the, to, to, to all, I mean, to really be gone for four months hunting. Like mm-hmm. I, I have to, yeah. right. you know, and, and that's where I kind of what ties into what I'm saying here is you got to kind of like, be honest with yourself and say, well, what, what do I want out of this? And, and kind of circling back already, like being in the back of my truck, it's really taught me that, um, I don't need much to be happy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I really don't. Like I've minimized my life so much. I could probably fit everything in one little trailer, you know, and pile everything in my boat. And like, that's, you know, yeah. aside from mounts and things like that. Um, but like you really learn, you really, it, it humble, humbles you in the sense that like, so my big thing is like fulfillment, right? I don't money, all that stuff like that is not my goal. That is not, you know, f- fulfillment right now because that 12 years went by so fast, mm-hmm. you know, and I'll, I'll be 44 this summer. And it's like, that. I was never supposed to not be 26. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it literally went by that fast. I don't yeah. feel, I don't feel it. I don't like, mm-hmm. 
but it's again, you got to kind of say, you know, well, what do I want out of this? And, and what I, what I'm choosing now over everything else right now, literally over everything else is fulfillment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and I, and that's kind of my catchphrase. Is I say, you know, at the end of the day, when we float off to wherever we're going to go, like I want to be the guy telling the stories. Yeah. Right. Cause I, yeah. I didn't do anything, man. Mm-hmm. I didn't do anything till I was like 38. Jeez. Like I didn't do anything. I just, mm-hmm. I worked 60 hours a week in a sheet yep. metal factory and uh, I fished a little bit of time that I had and hunted and like did all the stuff that I could in a little bit of time. And it, which, I mean, helped me become efficient. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, and now it's like, now there's, you couldn't, dude, I'm telling you like time, time is like, oh man, it's so precious. It's mm-hmm. so like, it's unbelievable. A lot of the stuff that's, you know, just what I've been through in my 43 years, almost 44 years is, you know, I'd like to say almost five lifetimes worth of some stuff, good and bad. Yeah. And, uh, man, I'm, I'm fulfillment's what I, what I'm after. And I think a lot of people, you know, ultimately again, there's that balance thing, but you need to look at things. And I, I think what, what ruins a lot of stuff for people, whether it's hunting or life, whatever, is just expectations. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't go into a hunt in a crappy unit that doesn't have a lot of trophy potential, you know, um, uh, densities are low and thinking you, you know, and people go, Oh my, this is my first out of state hunt. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I'm going to shoot this, you know, huge mill deer. Yeah. You know, and you go in there and it's, it's, it's hard to find one. Yeah. Yet alone shoot one. You yeah. Know? There's a reason why they have those stats. <laughs> and they're just like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, this sucks, you know, and all this. Well, it doesn't suck. You just went into it with the wrong expectations. Yeah. Right. You know, and I think if you can carry that into a lot of different stuff in your life, like you'll realize that it doesn't suck. Mm-hmm. I just had the wrong expectations. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's, it's crazy when you're, I have, my brain is leaving like 10 stations at once right now. I've got so many <laughs> things here. I want to talk about, but so sorry, Hollywood. I just got this thought that I wanted to put out there. So we had, we had a customer in here the other day and bless this man's wife's heart. She bought him a elk slash mule deer tag for Montana. Nice. I was like, wow, uh, that's amazing. And so, but we were talking and he was asking stuff about elk hunting and I've only gone on one trip. Mm -hmm. So I'm not like the world's leading expert. Right. But still, um, I learned this really good piece of information from, uh, the previous senior pastor of my church. And I was just taken aback when I was talking to him about Mm -hmm. this elk hunting trip I was going to go on. And he just point blank looks me right in the eye and he goes, good luck. You won't get one. And I was like, you know, just kind of like shocked, you know, yeah, cause yeah, I'm yeah. like, and of course I know that the odds are against yeah. me, of course, but still, uh, so everywhere we went when we were out there, it was in Idaho. And I had that in the back of my mind the whole time. Anytime I was just like getting tired or feeling like, you know, the air was going to get the best of me. I'm like, I'm going to prove them wrong. Yep. I'm going to prove them wrong. Yep. And I didn't, but <laughs> and I anyways, didn't. <laughs> so I kind of, but expectation, yep. right? So again, um, that helped me go into it with not too yep. much expectation. And again, yep. just really just trying to enjoy yep. the trip in the moment, yep. you know? Yep. And, uh, obviously, you know, the people that you have with you are really important as well. Yep. And when I was out there, I was, I was with my buddy Joe and he's, he's just athletic as all can be, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? So he has no problems running around. And so it, it got to me the first day or whatever, but Still, uh, we were able to match each other's strengths, you yeah. know, in a lot of ways and, and talk each other off ledges and do all that kind of stuff. So that was really, really good on the trip too. But just like you said, or what I was saying to that customer is I was like, well, 
you know, if you look at the statistics, they're against you. Yeah. So, but again, you know, just, you know, do everything you can to get your calling down. And I was like, make sure you, uh, Chuck Adams always said, you know, if you got two tags in your pocket, pick one, mm-hmm. you know? And so I'm like, I would focus on, if it was me, I would be focusing on elk. Heck, if I see a mule deer, well, then maybe I'll divert, but yeah. elk's going to be my goal. And yeah. so I'm like, stick with that. And then again, just keep the expectations low, yeah. be prepared to have a blast yeah. either way. Yeah. yeah. And that's uh, another thing too, where social media kind of comes in with the highlight reel, you know, it, yeah. it does tend to get your expectations a little higher than, yeah. it, you know, cause you're seeing the highlight reels. And I think it's kind of tough, you know, for a lot of people that don't experience it and they're super jacked up for their first hunt and they go and they're just kind of like, kind of takes the wind out of their lungs a little bit, you know, and, you know, it's like, you, you got to understand though. I mean, that's, you know, I know this is a whole nother can of worms, but you know, that's, that's why it's ultimately like it's called hunting. Yeah. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like I know it's such a cliche phrase, but it's like, that's what you're going to do. And that's what you got. Like mm-hmm. that tag is a, is a, you know, rite of passage to do mm-hmm. that. And, and when you get out there and you're actively hunting, you, you know, mission accomplished, dude, like you're hunting, Yep. Yeah. you know, the killing the thing, man. I mean, it'll come in due time. I promise. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and when it does come, just enjoy, enjoy the ride, you know, enjoy it. as much as they suck when you're in them, but the valleys are so important, man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, and that, and again, that it just falls into that expectation thing where, and I understand, you know, you don't, it, and you don't really know, especially for Western stuff until you get out there. Yep. I mean, it's, it's a ball kicker, man. I mean, it's not, you know, and, and with people nowadays that are, hunting and not hunting and i i think again that's why a lot of people don't is just their expectations they go out and they're like well this sucks i'm not pounding fish or i'm mm-hmm. not you know flocks of birds coming in well it's not you know yeah you got to have a little bit a little bit better expectations with stuff and i think once you can get into that mindset like you'll really start being more fulfilled on your hunts and ultimately right. that will lead you to a lot more filled tags mm-hmm. yeah and tell people like i'm not like I'm not some super awesome hunter. I just like, I'm probably one of the most persistent bullheaded dudes you'll ever meet. Like <laughs> I've just persisted myself into opportunity. You know, you just don't quit, you know, even right. when you don't know, you just keep doing it and doing it. And it's like, man, you know, you, you, you kill this and you kill that and you kill that. And it's like, dude, like it, it doesn't just happen. Mm-hmm, you know yeah. what I mean? Like yeah. I, I promise you, even just the struggles that I show, there's a, there's a hell of a lot more of them than even what you're seeing. Like, oh, yeah. right. I mean, so I, I think people like, you know, we talk about odds and numbers and I try not to get too into that. Like I do as far as like applying for tags and different things, but cause that can really get in your head, man. Mm-hmm. You know, like that guy, like I totally get where he was going. He wasn't trying to be malicious telling you, you're not going to get one mm-hmm. presentation. Maybe was a little sucky, <laughs> you know, yeah. but I mean, ultimately that's what he was trying to say to you is mm-hmm. like, you know, and, and it can really get in your head. You used it for motivation. Mm-hmm. A lot of people don't, I would yeah. say most people use it for like, you know, they're getting close to tapping and then that, that pops in their head and they just, they tap early and they're just like, mm-hmm. you know, this is dumb. Mm-hmm. We yeah. have, it's three days. We haven't seen one or four or five days. We haven't seen one. But I mean, you only have one tag in your pocket. You right. only need mm-hmm. to see one. Yeah. Right. You know. Yeah, yeah. Some of those valleys that they're they're so important. I oh, think I think like, crucial. Yeah, like that's how you learn to be better. And like, I I'm still fairly young, I'll say. But uh, <laughs> like myself, I feel like I already know so much more just because yeah. I've failed so many times. That's right. Uh, so it's just like it. 
every year I feel like I'm going to be that much more successful, yeah. but and that's yeah. called growth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And having well. that mindset of expectation, I think definitely changes some yeah. things too, where, you know, I think even Rick was just saying like, you know, with North Dakota, you know, last year was the first year I ever made it out West. So, sure. you know, I went there <clears throat> honestly the first time just thinking this is a scouting trip, you know, I probably won't see much and it turned into, you know, totally different story. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. But I mean, it's just like having, I didn't expect to kill, but like you said, life is so much highlight reel. That's just like, Oh my God. Like, you know, the, the, um, fear to fail is so huge. Yeah. But you know, ultimately having that expectation of like, maybe I get one, maybe I don't, mm-hmm. it's whatever. But yeah, I like toward the end of that 12 day stint, when I went back out there, it's just like, I'm going all the way to the end, yep. not giving up. Like, yep. and for us guys that like live in the Midwest, it's like, you're driving like Rick, you were like 20 hours yeah. out to Idaho. It's like, dude, you got one, one tag yep. and you took how many years to get it? <laughs> you better go balls to the mm-hmm. wall. Yeah. Like, and you're going to get those times yeah. where you get kicked right in the nuts. Oh. I mean, big time. The and majority of the time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And even like this year for turkey hunting for yourself and myself, forget your bug spray. And man, you never, you never, <laughs> you never <laughs> post about that. Actually, I think I did. I did. I, I, I posted my sponsor, Sawyer. Yeah, uh, <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's a good thing they're sending you to that 50 gallon drum every year. Sawyer. <laughs> yeah. yeah and talked about. I think that was a big letdown for me. Like you saying that expectation thing that that's definitely going to be part of my hunt this year. Cause like it took me six years to get a bear tag on private land. And yeah. I was like, easy money. Yeah. We see them all the time. It's going to be a kill. Yeah. No question. Yeah. Never saw one yeah. once when I was out there. Yeah. And that was just so defeating. Yeah. Like if I had more yeah. time, that would have yeah. worked maybe more in my favor, yeah. but it's just like having that expectation. It just hurts yeah. so much more than yeah. the mule deer did, yeah. you know, just cause it was like, Oh, this is an easy kill. Yeah, and absolutely not. Yeah. <laughs> Idaho going or going back to what you were talking about with the valleys too. <clears throat> there, there's a, I had a couple thoughts there too. So when I remember when we were out there, uh, the bulls were not responding at all. So you can imagine how difficult that is just like turkeys too. Right. If you're not hearing any gobbles, you're like, now what roll the dice. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think there's a lot of people in that situation that would just be sitting up top and they'd be glassing. And if they don't see anything, they're moving to the next ridge, moving to the next ridge, moving to the next ridge. And we were just diving in and going in. And I've learned so much. I mean, yeah, we were blowing elk out of there. Right. But, um, and luckily there wasn't a lot of, we weren't ruining anybody else's hunt either. We're kind of conscious about that too. We don't want to be running around because i hate that too where you're sitting oh, up yeah. there and then someone goes yeah. through there and blows them all out yeah. right but we're just like all right we got to go down in there and see you know it's completely um forest covered uh hillsides right so you can't see in them so we just go in there and yeah. just start slowly working our way through and getting through all that deadfall and it's a nightmare it's a thick yeah. nightmare but we learned so much we learned where they were where they were bedding down where they were staging where they, yeah. you know it set us up in ways that even though they're not responding, we yeah. have a pretty good idea of where they are. And so that, you know, we, we wouldn't have had any opportunities. You know, I had, I had a few opportunities, one at a really nice bull. I mean, one that I'd have been happy to put on the wall and hang it up. You know, it was, I mean, not a, not a 400 like Jason got last year, but you know, mm-hmm. probably a 300 inch bull that mm-hmm. for my first would have been awesome. amazing. Yeah. Uh, but it just didn't, didn't work out. I got caught and I was really relying on my camo to, uh, to get me through it. And the bull was like not having it and he got out of there and then raked a eight foot pine tree into a toothpick and then never came back. So, 
but, uh, yeah, I mean, just kind of diving in there and working hard yeah. and, and that makes it all worth it too. You know, I think in a, a lot of times in that situation where you said, well, people will be up on top glassing and just kind of look and nothing's talking. What popped into my head initially was that a lot of people would be back at their truck eating peanut butter and jelly sandwiches, oh, yeah. Yeah. bitching about how terrible it is. Yeah. And you just go, ah, whatever, and you mm. just bomb down in there. It's like, yeah, it didn't. It still didn't. As far as like killing something didn't work out, but like, man, we learned so much, blah blah blah. And it's like, that's the difference. Mm-hmm. That is the difference, right? Yeah. Like, so that, now you learn that. Now you carry that over to your next one, and your next thing, and your next thing, and you just keep pressing, and you keep pressing, and you keep pressing. If you can say like, okay, I learned this, and I learned that. Now you got all these tools. Now you're at that much better into the next day, and into the next day, and yeah. and and what it what it all pertains to is just putting time in yep. like that is the number one thing is just putting your time in. And when that comes, that's not up to me. That's not up to you, the universe or whatever, the higher power dude, like whenever that meeting is meant to be arranged, that's when it's going to happen. Mm-hmm, and, and, and if you're not putting your time in and you're not doing it and I mean, anybody can do it when it's good. Right, right. Like yeah. you said, oh, they're not, nothing's talking. Same thing with turkeys, you know, people will go out in the morning, birds aren't gobbling, they pitch down, and like they'll sit for an hour, ah, this sucks, and they leave. I mean, I, I mean, you know, 10 to 2 is like, you'll kill more turkeys if you stay out there from 10 to 2 when they come back to sound check you, the calling that you were doing this morning. Yep. Most people, what happens, turkey hunting, they'll be gobbling, they'll be gobbling on the roost, they pitch down, they gobble a little bit, they get with their hands and they go away, and they're like, ah, they went the other way. No, they like, turkeys are amazing. Like, sound-wise, they've memorized where that hen was coming from. Mm-hmm. They'll go do their thing, they'll, they'll split up, and then they'll start searching. And that's when you kill them. With yeah. pinpoint accuracy, mind you. Literally. It's insane. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I've watched them, you know, they go total opposite way but and 90, they are on. Yep. 90% on of, of the people in that scenario go, ah, they went the other way. They sit for an hour thinking maybe they'll come back and then they leave. Dude, bring a sandwich, yeah. you know, give yourself some time. Like, mm-hmm. and you, you, like you will, it'll blow your mind. How many more turkeys you'll kill? <laughs> Sam likes taking a nap. Cause you stayed, you know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Whatever you got to do. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Johnny exactly. said that in the podcast too. He talked a lot about that. And I think you did too. Yeah. The, you know, the mid bait, midday, birds. midday. Yeah. And then I can't remember who it was. I think the hunting public, I can't remember who they were interviewing, but he had said, you know, he's like, if I can get a, if I can get a turkey to gobble at one o'clock in the afternoon, he's most yeah, likely going to die. The odds of yeah. you killing him are, are exponential compared yeah. to any other. Shane Simpson's is kind of the same way. Like he likes that noon to two bird. Yeah. Like it's almost a guarantee in a way that you're going to kill. I mean, yeah. my problem, like I've said before, I work. 10 to 2. Yep. So, <laughs> most of yep. us do. So yep. it's like, and I was trying to get them in the morning, yep. and then I have to bail. Yep. But mm-hmm. yeah, for the weekend warrior, when you have the time off, yep. yeah, I stay for that time. And you get lucky sometimes and they mm-hmm. come right away. Oh, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> when uh, when you're guiding, what is what is your main uh, species? Or I mean, what, what are you? Bear. Are you kind of, you are bear, bear yeah. guide is the bear Yeah, because it's the time of year. Gotcha. You know, yeah. so like this year I took on spring bear hunting on our ranch in West Idaho. And I just love it because it's that time of year. It's like, it's, you know, there's turkey hunting there so I can guide some turkey hunts. So it's, I'm not losing my entire turkey season for myself. So that, that's like the hard part for me. Like that's why I don't guide nearly as much in the fall is because I'm not at that point in my life. Mm-hmm. I, I want to shoot stuff. I, I want to hunt right. in the fall. In yeah. the spring, like I'll, like I enjoy, I really like guiding turkeys and stuff like that. Now with all these people really, really getting into bear hunting. Yeah. Um, so I had an opportunity this last year to be a part of a, a ranch and moving forward in the future, I'm going to 
continue to keep doing it um is the spring bear stuff and uh it's amazing it's it is like hunting big game in the spring and summer i mean i, mm-hmm. I mean dude what like, yeah <laughs> and i just really like through the years um i've done a lot of trapping and it reminds me a lot of it i love the baiting process i think mm-hmm. it sucks the stigma the mm-hmm. bad stigma baiting gets but mm-hmm. like learning like dude you're in like you're in a big huge drainage and trying to figure out like i don't know 44,000 acre ranch you know and it's like trying to figure out what these bears and what they're doing and i mean just setting the baits right like just setting these stations up you're on a big drainage and you put a bait up in a chute and it's like you have to figure out like where is the wind going to be coming and pulling through and out of here? Where can we put clients that they're going to be safe from the wind and the bear? Mm-hmm. Like there is so much involved Right, right. because the, the hard part that a lot of people don't realize with baiting is, is they know that those, th- those donuts and all that shit didn't grow there. Right. <laughs> yeah. Like they know that, yeah. like it's an unnatural food source. So mm-hmm. they know automatically going into this thing, there's an associated risk with me being in here, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which heightened like, like, I mean, th- think of that. If you were deer hunting and a deer knew that, like, going through this, you built this funnel or, like, a tunnel and this deer yeah. had to pass through the tunnel, he'd be like, <laughs> screw you. I'm, not, I'm never going through that. Right. right. So, yeah. I, mean, I mean, ultimately, that's what you're doing. And, you know, you try to get a daylight, a big bear in daylight yeah. and in these setups and then get, you know, people on them and in front of them and just running the baits themselves, dude. Like, it's so much work. Yeah, you, you would think from the outside looking in, like, again me waiting six plus years just to get a tag and then yeah. it's like it's yeah like, oh it's so easy yeah exactly like, oh it's just a bait site they, they go there all the time yeah yeah right wait till they mm-hmm. wind you like it turns crazy. out bears are as smart as turkeys sometimes it's, it's like, crazy you know, it's, it's really actually hard like it's to extremely actually hard. everything yeah. fall through and then you do it yep. on top of that with yep. uh these drainages and forty-four thousand. eight like there's a lot more hills out in idaho than there is here so yeah and, <laughs> you got and, different winds working your and your the ground system. we were in was some of the nastiest ground i've ever even even seen like mm. it's rough rough stuff yeah. you know and it's like the thing like here in minnesota the the problem you see a lot of people uh talk about with bear hunting the bit the big deal is like you know guys will always say well i've been hunting my bait and it's active it's getting hit um i leave i go hunt it and, I, and then i leave and then the bear comes as soon as i leave you know like how can i get this bear to come to the daylight well not be there yeah he knows you're there so like when a bear leaves and, it, and then the bear's on your bait and you're watching this on your camera, what, what they do, and it's, it's a lot easier for them to do here because the vegetation is so thick. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, they'll, they'll do a 100-yard, 200-yard circle around the bait until they get your wind because they know that that bait, there's an associated risk to it. So mm-hmm. in order to enter it and to go into it and be vulnerable like that, they're going to do everything they can to make sure that it's safe to go in. And bears will come and they'll circle it and they'll get your wind and they'll just go sit off. Mm-hmm. And then once they circle it again, your wind's gone, they're in. Yeah, they're like, exactly. How do I, how do I do this? And it's like, there's a lot of ways to remedy that. Uh, there's some, and, and sometimes there, you, you just can't, you can't. Yeah. You know, and it's trying to put like, uh, and that all boils down to like location and trying to put some type of barrier, a river, a stream, a pond, a slough, a swamp, a brush pile, something where that it's going to, um, hence they're circling you and trying to distract them from actually you know if there's say you say you put your bait station and in 20 yards behind it's a big lake well they can't circle you Mm, right so if you set up your your stand on that prevailing wind and he can't circle you Mm, i mean there's just a lot of stuff like that Mm -hmm. and then once you learn what what trails are entrance trails you know setting your stand up for the prevailing below that Mm -hmm. but then you throw an elevation and now you've got a whole different yeah right because now you in order to be 
wind good elevation wise you're down and you know you're eye level with the with the stations and i mean as far as archery go you got a little bit more play with rifle too but even rifle in the big country like where we were in idaho it was still a challenge because mm-hmm. the yeah. bears i mean it's so huge the areas that they 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 occupy on a daily basis so it's i mean bear hunting like that's where my head went to right away as soon as you said that oh slam dunk you know and it's like people say the same thing a big huge private ranch like yeah it's just pew 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 whatever mm-hmm. one you want i, I yeah. want one this color i want it doesn't, yeah. <laughs> doesn't yeah. like you know, it is not like that on a private ranch mm-hmm. and the most like the best conditions you could you could possibly get it's still it's still hunting like mm-hmm. i tell everybody like you gotta understand like these animals don't want to die <laughs> like yeah their number one job every day of every minute is to not die and they're damn good at it <laughs> yeah. you know like they're really good at it you know and you want to know how good they are at it look at all the technology we have look at all this fancy yeah. stuff we have and all this time and all this gadgetry and all just everything we still and, and look at our 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 uh, success rates are still low yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. low yeah, that, yeah. that like where's that where's it the animal's credit here yeah. you know right. what i mean yeah. Yeah. they don't have anything but their nose their eyes and their ears yeah right yeah and for bow hunters it's like it's crazy all, all across the board it's like eight percent yeah know? and some units are probably lower than that yeah. like if you're talking like we're obviously more bow hunting based but it's yeah. like mm-hmm. Dude, the number, everything's stacked against us. So it's like, oh, you know, a lot of people think it's fish in a barrel, but it is not, a chance. Man. Any, anyone who's hunted them knows it. I mean, yeah. that's why I brought out this um, world record in the Ricky Brule <laughs> yeah. record book. Um, <laughs> that's my biggest bear. Heck but yeah, the story bear. about that bear is same thing. I, when you, right when you started talking about it, I was thinking my biggest challenge was to get him to come out in daylight. daylight yep. mm-hmm. And so... Uh, I think the first bear I shot was maybe two or three years prior. And again, we have, I think four or five guys hunting. We got 12 baits. We're running. Um, wait, is that right? I think you can do three a piece. Three a piece yeah. So whatever that equates to it, we had five guys. So 15 baits we were putting out and we got three of them are hitting good, you know, and then I'm the only one who comes home with a bear. Yep. And I wasn't real picky, so it was yep. a it was a yep. hundred you know hundred thirty pound sow yeah. average size yep. you know yep. yeah, bear. Bear from Minnesota, yeah. right? Yeah. But then, so again, same thing. Uh, a couple years later, we all draw tags, and it was same situation. Mm-hmm. And uh, everybody hunted the first weekend. Bears weren't coming in. You know, we had cameras out. We had footage of bears coming to baits. Yep. We had color phase. We had all kinds of really unique bears none of them were coming out during the day and all those guys only hunted one weekend and then they bailed, mm-hmm. they were done. Yep. And I was like, well, screw that. I'm going to fill my tag, yep. you know? Yeah. So I actually ended up going, um, to this one particular bait. My mom lived up there. But what I started doing was, uh, I just went out and bought like this really bright led light and I was started going out and dumping bait in the middle of the night. Mm-hmm. Uh, and again, you know, we were always trying to be mindful of baiting at different times of the day just to kind of throw them off a little bit. Yep. But super, so I'm super freaked out, right? Because I'm just like, oh, man, you know what I mean? And I got my pistol. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. And I'm just like, because you just don't know, right? And so <laughs> super freaked out, get in there, and I, and I you know, uh, dump the buckets out, throw them to the side, and then I'm going to go swap the card on the camera, and we, uh, we put them up, you yep. know? And t- like you said, they know what's going on, so we have – so the guy who's setting up all the cameras, we have one guy set up cameras and he doesn't touch the food ever mm. because they, you know, they smell it, they go up, yep. they rip right. your 
Yeah. You know, and you don't even have to have that. They'll, even just a human scent on it, will they'll yep. rip it down. So we put it up in the tree, which doesn't necessarily stop it from getting it. But so I uh, strap my stick on the tree and I start climbing up and this bear uh, comes out from behind the literally five feet away from me. He's just <laughs> chilling in a bush mm-hmm. right there. Because to your point, he's just like, okay, I'm just going to back out over here and just chill, let him pour the bait. And then when he leaves, I'm going to come back out. But he came busting out of there, and I just about fell out of the tree. You know, it just freaked me out. <laughs> yeah, <right>? yeah, yeah. <laughs> so for everybody that tries to do that, it can be dangerous. So be careful. But <laughs> it was, uh, but it worked because then he started coming out, yeah. you know, uh, during daylight hours. And I finally got the shot. And then, so that's him there right there in front of you. But um, again, a little bit of persistence helps out, but it, you know, that's an interesting, I never really thought about trying to put that barrier there too. Cause I don't yeah. know if we ever really paid attention to that. We, we would often, we'd be conscious about there being water nearby. Yeah. But when I think about a lot of the baits that we set, they were, they were just kind of out in the, out in the open, Yeah. The not problem, in the open, but just yeah, like, we would look for dark yeah. places, yeah. but just, and then the problem no, with that is they can just circle you yeah. so easily you know and, and and even if you don't have a barrier just trying to position your station in a sense where the bear is going to hit that station before like if he goes to circle you he breaks cover because like right. the thing with the bear is like they're so amazing they're they're probably better at better at it than anything but maybe maybe than maybe lions um just you don't see them mm-hmm. like that's how good they are at just being not seen yeah. like you yeah. know i mean you can't go in a field deer elk and everything will expose themselves like mm-hmm. Um, bears will not bears just, you just don't see them. Like if you see one rip across the road, it's like, you're lucky. Like, Mm -hmm. and that's it. You know, like you, you know, so for me, the thing always with shooting the bears, when you see them, you're just like, holy shit, they do exist because it's like this fake sense of like, they're actually there, but are they, Yeah. you got trail cam pictures of them, but you never see them. You know, the logs are scratched up, you know, your stations are tore up, but it's like, I don't know. Like, I yeah. just, I don't know. Like, They're almost it, mythical. Yeah. No dude, and then when you see one, like he's there and you see him to me, it's just like, whoa, it's, it's, it's like hunting Bigfoot. You yeah. know, it really yeah. is. Yeah. Like, I, I just love it. There's a certain like, yeah, there's like a, like a spiritual like thing that you get from shooting a bear and like you get like through that whole process that like, you, you don't get from cervids. Like mm-hmm. it's, yeah. it's special, man. It's cool. I love it. Like, yeah. and I mean, and, and I mean, they're, they're a huge predator. They're a large apex yeah. and I mean, there's something to be said for, for killing one of them. You know? Yeah. It's a, it's a super cool deal. You, like I said, you can't get from many other species. Yeah. I'll be six years older by the time I have a chance again, but <laughs> well, the way things like, are going, probably 12. Yeah. Say, <laughs> it might be more like 10. Yeah. I get there. Cause yeah. the, the points creep is just huge now, but yeah, the, like I, I've been out deer hunting before and I've seen them and it's like, for I always grew up thinking like it's a bear. It's gotta be huge. It's gotta make yeah, a ton yeah, of noise. Yeah, yeah. Like if yeah. a whitetail makes yeah, exactly. a ton of noise yeah. or a squirrel does, yeah, it's unreal. The bear has to be insanely loud. Yeah. I've seen them book it uh, through the oh, woods yeah. and it didn't make a noise. I'm yeah. like, the only way I knew that was there is because I happened to be looking yeah. in that direction and yeah. it happened to be running. I'm yep. like, it's insane. It is. They they are very quiet, very, you know, uh, under the radar it's and that's crazy. and that's where like a lot of people like they that's what they think is this big bah, i'm just gonna come in yeah. knocking trees over yeah. rip the barrel <laughs> off the tree and throw it over their shoulder and bye you know, off <laughs> they go. they're not I, i've killed a pile of bears and i want to say i just off the top of my head like i've probably heard three of them before i seen them yeah, you know i mean it's just they're just amazingly stealthy like yeah. they're just an amazing creature like and 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 that's the same thing that goes for size too like this this is a great bear like um 
you know, I'll tell people you lay a 250 pound bear down on the ground and you lay a 150 pounder next to it. There's really not a lot of difference. Mm-hmm. It's just their outline is an inch and a half bigger. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, yeah. you, 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 you look at a, a you know, a 350, 400 pound bear, it's a huge bear. And it's like most people, when they see one, they, they're lucky enough to get one that big. They're like, it like that's a, mm-hmm. you know because they yeah, think yeah. there's going to be this yeah. you know this massively huge thing laying there but they're they're, they're so dense and they're right. so compact and mm-hmm. and when you see them you don't have like a lot to judge that's where people you know they're they're really hard to field judge you know yeah, and it's are. like when they walk up on one even if it's a really great bear they're just kind of blown away by how actually kind of small they are mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I've heard that a lot of people have that the ground shrinkage thing with bears, you know, even on big yeah, ones, yeah, you know, they're hard to hard to judge. I, um, I drew a tag last year in the boundary waters mm. and I hunted them up there and, uh, it, it was, it was interesting, you know, sure. I've watched some videos and, and I know a lot of areas where I messed up. I just didn't put, put in the work, yeah. you know, cause yeah. I, I did that. I got complacent with, I started looking, uh, on the BWCA website cause you sure. can start, you can look where there's been sightings. And so that's kind of where I based mm. where I was going to go. Cause I'm like, all right, there's been a lot of sightings right here. And so I was like, that's going to increase my chances cause I didn't really want to bring in a ton of bait and yep. mess around with all of that. And I didn't have an, uh, originally I was planning on going in early and somebody gave me the idea to put scent in a super soaker and mm-hmm. spray it up mm-hmm. in the trees get it under the leaves so the rain doesn't wash it away. I was like, Oh, that's a great idea. But I never had the opportunity to do that. Mm-hmm. So then, but then I'm just like, man, like two weeks up to when I hunted, there was some sightings in there and these bears are not afraid of, afraid of people at all. They just basically walk right up to your camp and they know you're going to, most people are going to run the other way. Yeah, right. Yeah. So they just get in, steal your pack and they yeah, go. Yeah. And so I'm thinking, all right, well, sweet. I'll just be frying up bacon in camp and lace one right in camp. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it did not go that way. Yeah, it it yeah. was like, yeah. they, it's like suddenly the instincts kick yep. in and they're like, I'm being hunted right now. Yep. And that's yeah. the, that's the difference with bear hunting is because you are, you are doing something that lets them know you're there. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and with that comes, you know, these animals know right off the bat, like, there's a state of vulnerability there that they have to like heighten their senses to be careful around. Yeah. And that's where like, that's where, you know, circling all the way back to when we first were talking about how baiting gets kind of a crummy stigma mm-hmm. and, and that's kind of why. And it's like, it, it is so unbelievably difficult. And, and a lot of the bear groups and stuff that I belong to when I, people say like, well, you know, I want to do this, but not baits, you know, it's like, <laughs> Yeah, you know, it's uh-huh. that, like I know what you're thinking, dude, yeah. <laughs> and, it ain't, and it ain't that. You yeah. know, it's probably like, your success rate from 10 percent to about two. Yeah, so. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> like, really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, good yeah. luck. Yeah. yeah, yeah, they're um, yeah, just so elusive. And to go back to what you're talking about too, I remember just watching. I've got film of one bear where he would lift his back leg up over just the smallest That's little just twig, so cool. just not to make a sound or mm-hmm. you know anything like that. And then going back to when I was in the Boundary Waters, uh, it. it as I was go- paddling in, <clears throat> there was a guide that was coming out and he had two, uh, two uh, other canoes behind him. And so he goes, well, which campsite are you staying at? <clears throat> and I told him which one. And he goes, oh, there's a big bear over there. And he's like 600 pounds easy. <laughs> and <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, maybe yeah. he knew, maybe yeah, he yeah, didn't, yeah. but I, I think everybody's a little bit deceived by their size. Yeah, right? yeah. So I took For that sure. with a grain of salt. Yeah. But at the same time I was like, six or seven miles back and I'm thinking 
gosh, if it really is a 600 pound bear, getting that thing out of here is going to be a nightmare. Yeah. yeah. You're not so, so then sure I'm like, you want it. I don't know if I want to shoot a bear that big, <laughs> yeah. you know? So that was kind of going through my head. Yeah. I mean, the opportunity didn't, didn't, uh, come about. And so I had this idea where I was going to fish and I was going to eat the fish and then I was going to use the, uh, the carcasses or yep. the guts yep. for my bait and get up there and I'm slaying smallies all day long. And I was like, Oh, this is great. I don't need to keep these. I'll come back out and, um, <laughs> try again <laughs> later. <clears throat> well, then weather yeah, come in the bite dried up <laughs> now I, well no the weather came in i couldn't even get out on the lake oh sure because i was solo yeah, yeah yeah so i'm like shoot what do i do now so then while well, i was shooting ducks off the shoreline sure and i was using the, the duck carcasses and as i'm sitting in the tree uh I, I don't know if it was a pine martin or a fisher i can't tell the difference between the two but it was coming in and stealing them oh really yeah what can't do nothing you know i can't they're not even in season so i can't trap them yeah yeah. so i just got it so i'm just up there i'm like man if i was in a survival situation right now (laughs) i'd be screwed like totally screwed (laughs) i mean if you are surviving right but i've got dry you know i've got dehydrated food and all that kind of stuff and i wanted to try to live off the land as much as i possibly could but um yeah it was was super fun and i want to do it again i applied but i didn't draw this year so i was kind of bummed out about that i I was surprised that i drew the first year yeah yeah, but then i thought well it's the boundary waters you know there's probably not a lot of people trying it out but then there's only 50 tags Mm -hmm. in that whole zone that whole 22 yeah and stuff like that too is like you take into consideration like driving it's the farthest point to drive and Mm -hmm. you know a lot of people don't you know and then you know you especially with bear hunting where you know i mean just even the other northern zones where i mean going up there and baiting and baiting that's what keeps a lot of people from yeah right you know diy and bear Mm -hmm. hunts is because it's just there's just so much involved to it like yeah yeah the process leading up to it is the funnest part right it's just the best dude every weekend going up and baiting and then uh just all of that and it it's i don't know killing the bear is still it it still gets you going oh yeah but it's not as for me anyways as fun as the whole process leading up to it right and even so upping the stakes and trying to add to the difficulty level by going to the boundary waters is awesome i'm like super excited to do it again i can't wait because i already know what i'm going to change i already know what i'm going to do different probably have a buddy up there with me so if i need to go fishing we can get out on the lake (laughs) yeah um all those kinds of things but yeah they're just they're not as easy as it sounds and i don't know how else you would do it honestly if you didn't use dogs or bait or something yeah i i think for all of hunting it's like uh i always think of embrace the suck oh i mean like (laughs) everything's fun and like the hiking to your spot like your glassing point yeah this is cool great views yeah all of a sudden you kill this animal it's like yeah we're all very thankful for the opportunity and we're gonna eat you know every bit that we can and not let it go to waste but then it's like i feel like every time i'm bringing back a deer uh on just our private line i'm like why the hell am I doing this? Like I'm already beat. It's like, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. nine, 10 PM at night. Yeah. I need to be at work tomorrow yeah. morning. And yeah. it's like, dude, this sucks. Like my back is starting to hurt. Yeah. <laughs> like, you yeah. know, it's embracing the suck, but in the end it's also worth it. Like, you know, oh, grocery, yeah. grocery bill gets cut yeah. in half right there. So that's awesome. But it's, it's the, the prep work is definitely so fun. It's, it's awesome, you know, leading up to it. But then after one, one, I mean, when I have that opportunity to, you know, bag yep. something out West. Yeah. I think I'll truly know the suck, yep. yeah. you know, <laughs> how yeah. much is really, yeah. I work mean, is. some of the packouts can, you know, 
be easy and some of them are just like i mean you can't even train for it it's so <laughs> no you know i mean no. like you're, you're solo you shoot a nice mature mule deer and you're four miles back yeah you know it's like do you want to make two trips or do you want to make one and if you decide to make one yeah yeah it, yeah you know i mean it's but i mean like you said though i mean that's what you know it, doing a lot of these different hunts is it reminds me a lot of like trout fishing, right? Like trout aren't the biggest fish in the world. They're not, you know, get some hate on this, but they're probably not the the best eating fish in the world. I mean, they're good, but like right. they're not, you know, um, but they live in the most beautiful places. Yeah. You know, so like that suck of like packing this thing out. And it's like, I, I thought of like climbing up a snow, like bombed in this little tiny chute that went up this plateau and like, like literally crawling up it with a mule deer on my back and God, it sucks so bad, <laughs> but it's like looking at it now, it's kind of like the trout fishing. It's like, it just makes you be in these different environments and these different situations that you would never put yourself in mm-hmm, if right. it wasn't for having that tag, you know? And, and like you go through the start to finish stuff and there's peaks and valleys to all of it. There's peaks and valleys to the tag out or, you know, the pack out there's peaks yeah. and valleys to the whole, the whole process. Mm. But it's just the fact that, like, when you go and you get that tag, and uh, it's like, now I have this, this you know, contract to, like, be in these places that are amazing and put myself in situations that I wouldn't normally be in. And when you reflect on that, like, years down the road, it's just like, dude, it's like, I did that. Yeah. Like, literally, mm-hmm. like, you can sit there, like, when you can sit back and you're just kind of, like, chilling and you got a moment to yourself and you just kind of start reflecting, it's like, I did that. Or, like, right. you see something on TV or social media that's just wild and you go, I can kind of relate to that. I kind of right. did that. Like, there's this, something happens inside you. Yeah. Right. And I don't know yeah. what it is, but it's that belly fire that's connecting all these little deals that, that like, and to me, that's what fulfillment is, right? Like, yeah. you, you did that. Like, and that's what... To me, that's why you do it. You chase that feeling of like, it's fulfillment. Like yeah. that suck is like, it's not like a, like when you have a sucky day hunting, like, I mean, dude, I've had days where I've lost my mind. I mean, throwing <laughs> shit, like, you know, screw the deer, just like yelling yeah, it. Yeah, like we're just yeah. like mentally, I, I, I broke down, you know? And it's like, but then you hit these spots too. And you're just like. Dude, that ride was wild, man. Yeah, like yeah. you're dri- I'm driving home, you know, I got some chicky tendies in my console. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I'm building the weight back up that yeah, I yeah. don't need to. Get, but get white tail fit. Yeah, dude. Quick. It's like and I and it's like I think and then I just kinda like just subconsciously put myself through the process again. Like I, I, when I'm on the road and behind the wheel, it's like huge time of reflection for me. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's like I start thinking of all the times like where I was like, man, just so ready to tap and just and it's like and then you didn't and then this good thing happened well that kind of oh a little bit of this and then this super sucky thing happened and this and just like the road where it led you like i my original plan was to start here and i didn't kill till here on day 16 or whatever you know Mm, it's like like this year in montana um i spent 16 days hunting I mean, from dark till dark, I had, I stayed in a hotel room two nights because the weather, it just, it wasn't safe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But every other night, like I lived in the back of my truck and it never, like in those 16 days, like night, everything, it never got above freezing. And mentally mm-hmm. at the end of it, I was smoked. Yeah. Like hiking in snow sucks. <laughs> horrible. It's Tell like me about sand. It, man. It's like hiking in <laughs> yeah, sand, you know? Yeah. And it's like, it's hard to like wake up on day, like, you know, 
13 and go, today's the day. Yeah. yeah. I'm going gonna, gonna to walk and I'm going to be enthusiastic and I'm going to be sharp. Today is the day, every day to wake up. And it's like, so my problem is in my truck doing the late season hunts is my water supply. Yeah. So what I have to do is I've got a big chest cooler and then I've got two like sport water bottles. And every morning before I leave, I've got to boil water and fill those two up drop them in there amongst my water supply and then wrap the cooler in a blanket. Mm -hmm. And then I go hunt all day and I come back and everything's cold. It's not frozen. And then I, I make my meal and I eat and I catch up on social media and do all my texting and all this stuff and whatever. And then before I go to bed, I got to boil the water again and you got to want it. Oh my gosh. Right. Yeah. And you go to bed in your clothes, you don't get out of your clothes, yeah. you know, and, and you got to, you know, get warm in there and lots and lots of uh, wet white baths. Yeah. And staying clean, like morally, like you think, oh man, you must reek and stink. Oh, I, I don't. I'm mm -hmm. clean. Like I, yeah. like staying clean and finding ways to stay clean morally. Like you, that will help you exponentially more than anything other than right. like getting good rest. Yeah, yeah, right. Mm -hmm. So yeah. it's like you, like that suck is like. And what I've found is, you know, a lot of people have told me over the years, like, why, why do you do that? Like, yeah. it's like you're purposely going out of your way to make things suck. Hence, mm -hmm. like traditional archery, doing the longbow, and it's yeah. like, yeah because i love hunting yeah yeah right mm -hmm. like i genuinely love hunting i i will probably spend the rest of my life and i won't i won't shoot a lot of big deer that i that i could shoot because i love hunting yeah yeah i'm not going to pass up a beautiful 140 inch whitetail so i can shoot 160 if the hunt's good and i'm on this and the, the story's great and mm -hmm. the hunt's amazing like i just love killing deer yeah. i love right. hunting mm -hmm. and again it's expectations i, I I'll, there are guys that like, you know, and there's levels of graduation and like you just kind of plateau on certain ones based on kind of like your belly fire and what you're willing mm -hmm. to do and like how bad you want it. But uh, it's where I'm at. I, and I've got friends that say, dude, why, you know, you know, some of the deer I shoot, you know, and it's like, man, you know, she, you know, the, she could, could shoot a bigger one or you could do this. And now you're putting all this time in and it's like, I get it. Like, I don't really get too in, involved in, you know, all this and that, but it's like, I just kind of smile and whatever because like fulfillment's what I'm after. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I'm cool with having a room full of 140s, even 130s. Yeah, yeah. And like I can look at them and go, dude, remember that time? Yeah. You know what <laughs> I mean? It's like, because yeah. I'm not like, I think a lot of people get too wrapped up in the whole number shit. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And it, and it robs them of a lot of joy mm -hmm. because I, unless you're like graduating to a point where, you know, you say, and I don't really like saying I want to shoot 170 inch deer or bigger. Well, I'll just say, you know, I would like a, you know, a three and a half year old or bigger, a four and a half year old deer. And, mm -hmm. you know, I just, we just get so wrapped up in numbers and it, it just really That's, robs a lot of people. Mm -hmm. And again, I mean, ultimately you could say that that comes circles back to the, to the, uh, uh expectations thing, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, I just wish, you know, the same thing, score my deer, score my deer. We're so hyperly obsessed about numbers mm -hmm. and, man, I'll never be that guy. It's just, I'm not wired that way. Like yeah. I, I realize, I realize if I sit in this tree for another seven days and I just, I pass up these one fifties, there's a <laughs> pretty solid chance I'll kill 160 inch deer, but that, there's no way I'm not, I'm not passing that no, up. Like, no. so, yeah. like the sun is beautiful, dude. Like I've been waiting for like these conditions forever. This deer's got a beautiful Cape. Like it's cut. Like, mm -hmm. I mean, I can, I can smell them on the grill already. Like I don't, I'm not, I'm, I'm that's, I enjoy hunting. Yeah. 
Right. You know, and there's a mm-hmm. difference, you know, right. and, and it, and you really like gotta, uh, again, be honest with yourself and say, what do I, what do I want out of this? Because yeah. if you go into it going, I want this big monster deer, well, we all do. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> this is a little, it reminds me a little bit of our last episode with uh, Jason's uh, trophy version of trophy hunting or yeah. selective, yeah. selective hunting. And that's exactly yeah. what you're saying. Yeah. It's like, if that's your fulfillment, that's what you want and that's yeah. going to make you happy. Yeah. Like the sun was just right. You can smell them on the grill, whatever yeah, it dude. is. Yeah. You know, send it yeah. you know whether it's send 120 it, or yep. you know you're waiting for this 150 yep. but dude yeah like the end when it's yep. on that grill is like what you're there for the, the fulfillment that yep. you know what is your trophy i you wrote know? a post on that on facebook and it gained a, just an astronomical amount of traction and it was like shared everywhere and i mm-hmm. wrote i wrote a thing based on that and it's like and i know there's a lot of people are like, like oh you know when you see a post and it says he's not the biggest but yeah. Yeah. And it's like, I, I can yeah. clearly see that. Yeah. <laughs> like, could you, and, and could you imagine if everything you killed was your biggest? Mm-hmm. It would suck. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It be, would suck. Yeah. Be excited. And about it's like, you, yeah. And it's yeah. like, you don't need to make, like, you could make that same exact post without that. He's not the biggest part. Just chop Absolutely. that part off. Yeah. Right. You don't need validation from somebody else. You don't, you don't need to explain to me. Mm why he's not 170 inches. Yeah. I, I want to know, like, like how close did you get? Like, did you, you know, like, right. you know, w- w- tell me about it. What was the story, you know? And it's like, you, you, you've got so many people that are just, I shouldn't say so many people. It's, it's, it's always the dicks that are the loud ones. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. And like yeah. people in their head, like they get inside their own head and they're like, ah, oh, you know, they'll walk up to an animal and be like, ah, oh, you know, and it's like, dude, are you kidding me? Like, mm-hmm. you know, like th- this is a great bear. This isn't it. Like you know, you, sh- you got a little fork buck. It's like, yeah. who, like that's awesome. Do you know how many people that don't shoot a buck? Period? Right. Yeah. 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 Like that's a big deal. Like it tell is. me about it. Let's hear it. You know. Yeah. Like, and then you get guys like, why well, the hell did you shoot that? And blah blah. It's like, dude, go lay down, man. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you know, like this ain't for you. Take this is hunting. Way. You know. I mean. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, it that. You were, we were just talking about that fork buck, you know, and I I brought it to the episode last time just to kind of explain my philosophy on it and you know how I've always just tried to just try to one up myself a yeah, little bit yeah you know what I mean and yeah. then you and 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 I I've been in situations where I'm like okay that might not be that might not be feasible you yeah. know I can't I don't see a 160 inch mule deer in this area but I yep. see a 140 yep. and man he looks like he'd be a lot of fun yep. to stock and kill so I'm gonna try yep. yeah um and again tr- I'm gonna try because everything for you to even get within shooting range and then for everything to all fall into place after that is, uh, you know, I guess maybe for some people like Cam Haynes, he would knock it out of the park in a heartbeat right. and there's no chance he could miss or, or mess up, but <laughs> whatsoever. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but flawless performance yeah, yeah. <laughs> but to go, to go back, I guess, to, you know, what you were talking about with, um, Oh shoot. I lost my train of thought. Literally, I'm going, we need yeah, to have yeah, you yeah. on more because um, seriously, this is the way we want these episodes to go yeah. because the conversation is so much more organic. And it, and I this is one of the reasons why I wanted to have you on too because you're real, like you're not afraid to be vulnerable. You, you know, you, you said some things that probably weren't easy for you to talk about. And so thank you for that yeah. and, you know, for giving us some of that insight because I'm, I'm over here too sometimes wanting to say, not in the, like, but when I'm writing, I'm like, oh, yep. should I talk about that? And yep. I'm like, ah, that's too personal. But then I'm like, well, maybe it's not, you it's know. Not. And again, I'm not going to, you know, I would want it to come up more organically and not just start, you know, boasting about 
me or whatever. Um, but to go back to talking about just, Oh, this is, this was my thought. So bingo. When you're talking I've seen about the light bulb, like the people, literally, yeah, I saw it. I was like, "Oh, I'm gonna edit one in too, <laughs> yeah. on the video." But uh, so when you were talking about people asking you, like, "Why do you do it?" You know what I mean? And and I oftentimes ask myself that when you're sitting out and you, it's late November, you know, and it's snowing and it's sideways, and you're sitting there for like four hours. And there's literally a, a layer of ice building up on one side of your body because it's just building up, right? And you're just sitting there, you're shivering, you're freezing, you're cold. Why, why, why do you do it? You know what I mean? Especially with as many times as you're going to probably do that and maybe not even see a deer. Yeah. Yeah. And that's where I think a lot of people, they, they just think, you know, oh, well, there's a deer running around. I see deer trails. I see this, I yeah. see that. There's de definitely yeah. got to be a deer that comes by. So then oftentimes, you know, again, I'll have people ask me that, but I ask myself that why, you know, and then I'm like, well, cause you know, I need that. Uh, it's my therapy, right? Like yeah. it, it's my, like you said, on your drives, that's your moment to reflect your yeah. time to reflect. Uh, and more often than not, I find myself pulling out my phone and doing this, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. So again, I have to like force myself, put the phone away, like, you know, cause that, that's just how I deal with my ADHD, right? In the stand. <laughs> but, uh, then I started kind of thinking, and, and, and this is not to take away from the love that you have for hunting because I, that probably supersedes this by, by any means, but I started thinking about the subconscious thing as to why you might do it. Right. And so, you know, you, you've got this new thing where people are doing these ice baths and they're kind yep. of putting themselves yep. through, uh, these struggles. Right. And so, um, you know, they talk about it, you know, if, if you're, if you go to church or if you have, if you're spiritual, they talk about that a lot too. Like if you're on a bad road, just, you know, this is the path. This is the, this is what's going to get you to where you need to be. Sure. And you don't understand it now, but just, you'll figure it out later. Yep. And so that's where I feel sometimes too, is you, your body is always trying to stay in homeostasis. And so when you put yourself below, it slingshots you up. Mm -hmm. So right. when you spend that time suffering, yeah. It just, when you come oh, yeah. out of it, oh, it's yeah. just, Oh yeah. So the first thing feeling, first thing that pops into my head when you say that is like, look at some of the most amazing art in the world, like yeah. take music songs, mm -hmm. right? Some of the most amazing songs that were ever written. It's like, people are in despair. They're in jail. They're going through the hardest, toughest crap of their life. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of where I went back to what I was thinking about when you were talking about writing, I would say like, whenever you're in one of those, then write. Yeah. Yeah. Just write, just write stuff down and then you can use pieces of that for your post. But mm -hmm. when you're in, like emoting is like what makes it, that's, what's relatable. That's what makes your content relatable. Mm -hmm. I can post deer till I'm blue in the face. And there's always going to be people that visually look at that and go, I love deer hunting. Therefore I love this picture. Right. When you put some beautiful words to it, that said, you know, like I use my grandpa's old gun. Yeah. Right. This, this deer means so much to me. Somebody that's done that. Like if somebody that hasn't done that, it's going to look at that. They're going to feel that emotion. And be like, that just made that like so much more than what it is. Mm -hmm. And I think you can, and you're not going to, you're not going to hit everybody with it, but there, mm -hmm. are, but with this post, you hit these people and with this post a week later, you hit these people. Yeah. And when you can emote and, and be more like that. And I think a lot of it too, where, where you're talking right now is like the why I think for a lot of people that have a higher balance, it's just, it's a lot of that has to do with it's primal. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. You have that hunter gene. You have that drive, like that. That goes back. 
how many umpteen years it's mm-hmm. it's a primal thing in in, in select people that right. just really can't get enough of it and they enjoy yeah. this and the suck part of it is so like it's just as it's just as uh, uh, weightful as as the as the the high parts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know because it, because if you don't have one, you don't have the other, and it's just this this thing that's you're just going through stuff. Right. And and again, I think that that all kind of boils down to the primal part of it that that's what pushes you, keeps pushing you into these situations, and you're doing it. And once you're there, you're like man, this kind of sucks. Why am I doing it? And then this, wow, this was fun. What a good day. And then like once it's all kind of wraps together and it's sitting there and you're sitting over your animal and you're done and you're eating like the, the literally the shittiest meal, but it's the best meal you've ever had because <laughs> yeah. you just went through all this stuff. It's two mm-hmm. in the morning, all your stuff's back and you're, it's done. Yeah. It's yeah. done. And you're sitting mm-hmm. there and you're like, I'm so emotional in those moments. And it's oh, just yeah. like this, this right here, I will chase this feeling that I have in my entire body right now for the rest of my life. And yeah. nothing yeah. can stop me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's how I feel right now. Yeah. It's like that, um, the velvet muley that I was showing you back yeah. there when I um, killed him, I watched him for like four or five days yeah. until the opportunity. You created like this about. relationship. You yeah. know what I mean? Like yeah. it's so, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and I, when I finally found the opportunity that I thought was the best, right. And we've talked about this before too. Like if you haven't explored the area, like you have no idea what's between you and that. Day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I learned that the hard way. I mean, yeah. I, I literally rolled down that hill and my bow went flying and it was, it, it was just without getting too much into detail. It just, yeah. it was bad. And I'm like, okay, this my head goes to, okay, this wasn't meant to happen. Right. Cause what are the chances now at this point that I'm going to dust myself off, get over there and he's still going to be there yeah. or he's still going to present me with that opportunity or my bow's not jacked up and it's going to fling my arrow away over here. Right. So I always keep judo heads in my, in yeah. my quiver. Yeah. And so shot a couple. I'm like, all right, it's still on. I'm like, I mean, I didn't roll down this hill just to climb back up and not try. Right. So worked my way in there got in, got an opportunity, shot him. And then, you know, that was it. But, and it was super, uh, just so much more fulfilling, right? Yeah. Like Jason talked about how he was chasing after this really big mule deer. And it, when he finally got the opportunity, he got out of his truck, climbed under a fence, got his crosshairs on it, you know, from the, from right off the road yep. and then decided this just isn't right. Cause think about it, right? Like, would you rather go out day one yeah. fill your tag shooting it off the road and yeah. then be done or or do you want to at least get into your five yeah. or six or seven day hunt that yeah. you want to do you know you gotta the suffering part yeah. just elevates everything yeah. and it and it, it gives you i think that that i don't know that adrenaline rush that i right. think we need there's like a sick side of us as hunters where it's oh, like yeah. we need to feel some sort of low Oh yeah. In order to just push us that much further. Oh, like, yeah. It's just weird. Oh, it's yeah. like I don't think many people outside of this community can like understand like we need that that suck and yep. to suffer. Yep. And then it's like yep. hell yeah, it was worth it. Why mm-hmm. am I gonna do it? I have no idea, but it's amazing. It <laughs> yeah. feels great. Yeah, I think a lot of that unexplainable stuff is the primal stuff, you know, because like yeah, when people exactly. that don't have that and they look at you and they're like why the hell would you do that? And you're literally like having trouble putting it into words and feelings like as to like really why. And then you're driving away going, Jesus, why do I do this? (laughs) And then then you, and then you think of that Mm -hmm. moment where you're eating a, uh, like the most delicious, you know, 
bowl of ramen noodles and it's like this the western star sky is there and like you got all your meat bags hanging up and you're in your truck and you're just like you're just so dehydrated and it's just like th- that that that's why yeah yeah that's why I, I don't know how to say i don't know how to you know what I mean? Like you can explain yeah. that and describe that like beautifully to somebody. And it's still like, unless you're in that moment feeling all those things and it just yeah. funneled down into that. It's like, there's, there's, there is n- no media to, to mm-hmm. be able to like put that inside you. Yeah. Right. So you can experience that, that why mm-hmm. right. just the way you told it just made my hair stand up, you know, yeah. just like thinking yeah, about it, you yeah. know, and then to actually be there and experience is like nothing else. Yeah. And it's like, I can, I can describe that scenario that I did. And literally that was a South Dakota experience I had bow hunting. And it's like, but, but instantly like it, it's, it's a trigger for, for memories and fulfillment that you have. And you bring mm-hmm. that to the forefront and it's like, Oh yeah. Like that time I was bear hunting and I'll, you know, like, and to me, like, that's kind of like in a nutshell, what fulfillment is because at the end of the day, that's literally the only thing what's in between your ears you're taking with you. Right. It, it right. is the only thing. It's mm-hmm. the only thing that you get to have mm-hmm. forever. Yeah. Forever. Mm-hmm. I can go buy another house. I can go do, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I can't, I can't shoot that bear again. I can't go through this season in Idaho again. I can't like, right. and all these like one time kind of like, and, and, and I mean, really that's what hunting and fishing and all that is like, it's, it's, it's it can never happen again. That day is that day. Yeah. yeah, you'll never, you know, I, mean, I don't want to say you'll never catch that fish again, but it's like, these are all things that are like, once it happens, it happens and you have that. Right. And mm-hmm. to me, like at the end, like at the end, whatever that is, like when you can look back and go, you, you can feel good about being proactive with your balance. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And you can look back at it and go, cause there's going to come a time when, when, I mean, there is an end game to this. Your, your physical health and all that stuff is going to, you know, you're not going to be able to hike 10 miles in, yep. in, mm-hmm. in, in inclines and whatever. Not um, me. And, and you're going <laughs> to, <laughs> <laughs> but there's going to come a time where you're going to have to like realize that this is, this is going to slow down whether you want it or not. And yeah. are you going to be okay with it when that time comes? Right. And I think, I think that's kind of my mantra is, um, the, the inspiration thing, but a little bit different of an angle at it. And it's, you know, you just got to start, if there was something that I could say to anybody for a little bit of advice, it would be just start working a little more at sacrificing some comforts to do things that you enjoy to do. Yeah. Yeah. Your life will improve exponentially. Definitely. I, I'm so. talking, dude, like stuff like downgrade your, your cable package. Mm-hmm. So you're saving 40 bucks a month. Well, at the end of the year, dude, that's a couple tags or that's, that's your gas is paid for. Fuel is the number one cost of stuff. Now. Yeah. Like to drive out to Montana back. You're, now you got your fuel covered. You have no excuse now. Right. And then you're like, well, I got $800 that I could use for fuel. Just that little tiny thing, that belly fire, a little stick on it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I mean, that to me is like the meaning of life, dude. Just right. keeping that belly fire hot. Yeah, well, keep it rolling. It's keeping twofold. it hot. It's twofold because if you're not sitting there watching TV, you're doing something maybe yeah, more productive. Man. Yeah, reading a book yeah. or you know anything like that too. So um, definitely. Well, hey man, um, we're gonna we're gonna probably cut it short, but I, we're gonna we got to do this again for sure, man. Um, and I'm, you're close, so that's cool. Oh yeah, uh, we got your bow. We're gonna get some new strings on it. We're gonna get you some new arrows, so you'll be back. For sure. So I don't know if that'll work out yeah. that soon, but um, definitely want to uh, do this again. 
Yeah. And we, we could talk for days. I think. Yeah. Yeah. This is, <laughs> sure. this is awesome. Yeah, for sure. I mean, seriously, if, if we could have broke everything, if I could have like wrote an outline as you were yeah. talking, I'd have like 10 questions after. I know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's just yeah. the stuff um, that you're saying. I'm like, okay, there, there, there. Uh, <laughs> and then yeah. there's always like afterwards and you're done, you know? And, and again, when you're kind of reflecting, you're like, oh, I, w- I wish yeah. you did And then, oh, this mm-hmm. and, oh, you yeah. know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I would love to have you on again. Well, Josh, uh, so where can um, where can our listeners find you out there in the digital world? I know you're on Facebook, right? Yep, and- Facebook and YouTube are pretty much my biggest. And I would say just for my demographic, I probably do the most of my stuff on Facebook. Okay. And gotcha. that's just uh, Wells Outdoor Journal. Okay, okay, perfect. And we'll link to that too in the video. Mm-hmm. Um, and we'll get a card in there too, a banner in there for you too, so we can maybe try to send some people your way. You, Heck you, yeah. You, even though uh, we have more to benefit than you do. <laughs> yeah. So hopefully we get that's, some of your people. Yeah. <laughs> that's exactly right, man. It's a little barter system. Yeah, right. right. Um, Is the YouTube the same then? Wells Outdoor Journal? Yeah. Or, yep, okay. Yep. Sweet. And I'm assuming that'll be linked on the Facebook as well. Yep. Yeah. 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 Sweet. All right. You can find us on the Range Podcast on Instagram, on Facebook. And you can find me, Jake Ivy 3 on Instagram and Jake Iverson and Hollywood uh, in parentheses on Facebook. It's really weird because right here I don't see all those commas. Where did where what did all you, those you didn't like my uh, <laughs> <pauses>? <laughs> I can redo it if you want. No, I'm just kidding. I had to bust you. Bust your balls. Um, I, I like yeah. doing it like that. That's really you know, leaving a lot of cliffhangers there. Mule deer. So y'all Mule can deer. find me at ricky.wayne80 on IG and Ricky W. Brewley on Facebook. Please be sure to head over to Vapor Trail YouTube channel. If you like the video, hit that thumbs up button and make sure to subscribe so you can be up to date in all things archery. Once again, thanks, Josh, for joining us, man. Appreciate yeah, you guys having a blast. Uh, we'll definitely look forward to having you on say, again. He's coming back. Absolutely. We got so many things to talk about. You're a great dude. Uh, thanks for, uh, you know, putting yourself out there and doing all that. Um, that's huge. And, uh, with that, we're going to pack up our bows and arrows and we're (laughs) going to leave the range. Have a great day, everybody. Peace. See ya. Vapor Trail is now offering an exclusive discount to the Range Podcast listeners. Enter promo code TRP15, that's T-R-P-15, at checkout for 15% off VTX bowstrings and Vapor Trail and Stoke Rise branded t-shirts, hats, and other gear.